LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, and this is where J.D. Greer says, Ask Me Anything. Ask me anything, honest questions and quick answers with J.D. Greer. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker. And uh, J.D., we have a, um, you said, ask me anything. And so here is a question. Uh, And the question this week is, would you attend a homosexual wedding? Do we get to the easy questions in season two? Is that what's (laughs) what's happening? No, in fact, I also have a bonus question that at the end I'm going to ask is, would you bake a cake for a homosexual wedding? So as if this weren't hard enough to just answer That's this right. question, we're just going to go ahead. Okay. Right. Would you attend a homosexual wedding? Gotcha. Well, I'm supposing you're wanting more than just a yes, no answer here as well. Correct? Well, we'd like to know what you are thinking and whether your answer is yes or no. Well, okay. Let me let, let me get there. All right. First of all, our culture tells a lie about how we can approach this question of um, homosexuality. They say that the only choices are either affirmation or alienation. You can either be affirming of the person and the lifestyle, or you've got to alienate them. Sadly, I think the church has contributed to that narrative because in seeking to speak with clarity on the sinfulness of the homosexual lifestyle, which I believe is very clear in Scripture, um, because of the conviction about that, then we end up um, pushing away people who are gay and lesbian and and saying that we really can't be friends and we can't be a part of each other's lives. Um, That is actually telling a lie about Jesus because Jesus was somebody who not, I mean, of course he spoke the truth to people. I mean, he would speak truth so clearly that one day they would kill him for, for doing that. But he also just radiated love to people who were um, were on the outside of the things that he was saying. It's one of the most remarkable things that here he could speak with such clarity um, about moral issues and about righteousness, and yet, um, you know, prostitutes and tax collectors and thieves and sinners that they, they, they long to be around him. And that's just because there's something amazing about that spirit that it chooses neither affirmation or alienation. Um, you know, the way of uh, John one seventeen describes it is that Jesus was full of grace and truth. Uh, you know, what, what one of the things I always say is that is that truth without grace is fundamentalism. It's judgmentalism, and that's where a lot of Christians are. But grace without truth, well, that's just a, a vapid sentimentality. Um, truth without grace would be more, like I said, the fundamentalists, and grace without truth would be more of what you would think of with somebody that has a liberal approach where they just don't believe parts of the Bible that they find offensive. I think as Christians, we have to walk in grace and truth where we speak with clarity about the sinfulness of the behavior, but also in a way that that brings people close. I mean, you know, the, the, the famous um, thing that Jesus said about judge not, that doesn't mean that you don't tell somebody what they're doing is wrong. I mean, Jesus, who the one who said judge not, spent a lot of time telling people, you know, what was right and wrong about their behavior. It's what you do after you tell them the truth about their behavior that determines whether or not you judge them. If you tell them the truth and then draw them close, that's when you're not judging them. You're saying, I'm not your judge. I can still bring you close and be your friend, even while telling you the truth about what God's word says about your behavior. Okay. So speak truth, stand on the authority of God's word, be bold in that, but even be more loving and bring them And draw them close, right? You don't have to push them out, right? So specifically then, would you attend a homosexual wedding. Mister, we're not just going to let that be the answer. No, no, no. Quick answers. Well, you know, I think what you've got to ask yourself is, is attending a homosexual wedding 
is that imply imply a support for that wedding? I would say at least the classic way that you understand a wedding, yes, it does. In fact, if you you know most wedding ceremonies, there's a part where the whoever's performing the wedding will look at the congregation, the group of people, and say, "We're witnesses. They're doing this in front of us." You know, um, sometimes they'll even ask the question, "If anybody here sees any reason why these two cannot be wed in holy matrimony, that you speak now or forever hold your peace." Um, you know, that's if you're in the audience, you're implying consent to that. And so being there is not just, you know, being there to support a, a friend and a great moment. It's actually saying, I approve of this ceremony. So for that reason, um, I, I would say, no, I could not attend a homosexual wedding. And I, I would be disappointed if one of my gay or lesbian friends um, found that surprising. Because I think that they that we we should have the kind of relationship enough where they would know. But what one of the things I would do is is if that situation happened, I would immediately follow it up with something that reaffirmed my relationship with them, and I would say, "Listen, you, you know I can't do that because I I can't imply support of this, and I think you can respect that, but." Um, you know, I want to have you in my home. I want to have you and your partner in my home. I want us to to continue to to do life together, and I want to bring you close. And so, if 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 they take this as just this utter rejection, I would say, I mean, I'm not saying it would be all my fault, but I, I would hope that that there's plenty of um, of of relationship proof that would keep them from thinking I was pushing them away. Okay. Well, before we get to your bonus question, I want to ask our listeners to go to the Apple Podcast or iTunes and. Give us a quick rating or uh, give us a review of this episode or maybe a follow-up question you got for this. You can go to jdgreer.com. Um, you know, it just helps us with the podcast. You can also text the letters JD to 888-111. We're going to give you a 30-day devotional, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a whole bunch of, of JD's books. Uh, but JD, the bonus question I would ask, so in that vein, would you bake a cake? For a homosexual wedding. Well, it's certainly a big, a big controversy in our, our culture right now. It's even going to the courts. Um, for the same reasons, along the same lines of what I explained about not going to a, a homosexual wedding, I don't think I could do anything that would actually participate in the ceremony, be that, you know, provide security or to, to, to do the ceremony or to, or to bake a cake for it. There's an important, there's almost a lost doctrine that Christians don't know about that I think is very important in thinking about this question. It's called the doctrine of the commons. It was St. Thomas Aquinas who first talked about this, that Christians live in a world where there are non-Christians. And so they have to do business together in an area called the commons and doing business business together, even if I'm doing something that benefits your life, a lifestyle I don't approve of, that's not approving of your lifestyle because we're just doing business in the commons as a part of a community. Um, a good example is if I'm a home builder and I make homes and a homosexual couple lives in one of those homes. Right. Well, in some ways I'm building a house that's going to facilitate what I see as a simple lifestyle, but I'm not contributing. I'm not approving of that lifestyle. Well, when it comes to um, the question of a wedding, people say, you could say, was well, that kind of doing something in the commons? But as a baker of a cake, you're actually forced to do something that is celebrated. You're, 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 you're drawing art. I mean, imagine if uh, a DJ was asked or a singer was asked to go and sing, um, if he was an African-American, asked to sing songs at a, a white supremacy rally. You wouldn't say, well, that's not the commons. You, you were forcing him to go against conscience and even to do damage to himself, you know, to be there to... 
um, to perform in that kind of environment because you are you're, you're part of the celebration. And I, and so I would say anything that that is contributing to the celebration or, or doing something, I would have to say no. My my conscience won't allow me to do that, and that's not the area of the comments. If you're if you're a builder and you're building homes, yes, I would encourage you absolutely build homes, and you should have no discretion on who lives there or not try to work around the law and only get Christian couples in your homes. Just do it for the community. But no, I don't think I could do that. I, I could not as a minister perform the wedding. And in the same way, if I were a baker of a cake or a arranger of bouquets, I couldn't, I couldn't provide those for the wedding either. Be welcoming, be a good neighbor, draw them close. Um, they are created in God's image and they're our friends and they are work with us in the commons. Right. But stand on the And if you've spoken the truth, have you drawn them close? Right. That's why I'm saying if you tell them no, you won't go to their wedding. Have you done enough that's that's bringing them in? So just make it very practical. Right. You know, it's 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 this thing that if we, um, if our Rosaria Butterfield, who was formerly a lesbian herself, um, she wrote a great book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key, and she says, Our words can never be stronger than our actions. The strength of our words can't be stronger than the, the, the love yep. in our action. And so if my words are coming out really strong, like, I, you know, this is wrong, I can't participate in that, hopefully there is a lot of relationship that is equally strong that at least helps them understand I may be rejecting what I see as sin, but I'm not rejecting you. I'm drawing you close just like Jesus drew me close. Yep. Often people won't care what we know until they know that we care. And uh, that's certainly, I think, what, what you're trying to say there. Pastor J.D., on uh, this episode of Ask Me Anything, honest questions and quick answers. If you want to find out more about this, Pastor J.D.'s written about it, you can go to jdgreer.com, or you can text J.D. to 888-111. This is part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Um, There are also um, other great podcasts in this series. Uh, One is Group Answers with co-hosts Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel. Um, They're going to help you resource, train, and encourage small group leaders um, whether you are doing Sunday school or small groups, or home groups, you want to check out this uh, because this is going to help with overseeing small groups in your church and leading one yourself. And so going out and making disciples, which is all part of the Great Commission. I am your host, Todd Unzicker. Thanks for joining us on Ask Me Anything with J.D. Griffin.